0: My name is Victoria. I come from Ghanaian parents and grew up in the suburbs of Chicago. I'm a painter turned entrepreneur on a mission to empower black women to step into their genius and make an impact. I have a vision for creative women to feel confident and powerful and let go of all the limiting beliefs holding us back from going all out and showing up. I'm also the founder of the Kindred Creators Collective, where I host dinners and retreats to host space for Black women to prioritize self-care, build a tribe, and feel inspired. I want a world where Black women artists are celebrated, valued, and paid more. My goal for this podcast is to help women of color build sustainable and purpose-driven practices. Every week, I'll chat with a boss who's making bold moves in her industry as a creative entrepreneur. After hanging out with us, you'll feel empowered to build your own creative empire. Now let's start the show. Meet Lauren Jackson, an illustrator, mentor, and creative entrepreneur based in Chicago. She's the founder of Low Creates, a space for healing, creativity, and growth. Her love for lush colors, representation, and happiness can be seen in her children's books, commissions, and illustrative prints. Lauren's mission is to help women creatives of color develop a strategy for working towards their purpose. Join us as we discuss her journey building a business and how she is creating a sustainable life as a creative centered around joy. Hey, Lauren! hi victoria thank you for coming on i'm so excited to have you on here get to know you a little bit more learn your story
1: my pleasure i'm so excited
0: yes all right so i always like to get started with just kind of understanding my guests a little bit just kind of getting into their back story Mm -hmm. it's super fascinating to me to learn how people kind of get started so i'm curious to know From your own kind of thinking back from your own experiences, what do you think was the first time you realized that you were an artist?
1: Yeah. ooh, it's like a trip down memory lane.
0: Exactly.
1: (laughs) I think the first time, honestly, was super young for me. Um, I was about six or seven and i was looking outside or upstairs in my room somewhere and i just started to draw and i was lucky enough to have parents that were like really encouraging of me just drawing and doing this whole art thing even if they didn't quite understand it just yet so Mm -hmm. something and i was like in my seven-year-old brain i was like actually this is kind of (laughs) good and there's something that clicks for you when you see that you've created something that you enjoy that makes you want to do it again So for me, um, at that moment, I felt like there was something, even if I couldn't understand or frame the word artist, I thought that there's something really nice about being able to create something from scratch. Um, So that kind of started and sparked my interest in seeing where art can take me.
0: Yes. So it sounds like your family were supportive of your, your creativity along the road.
1: I said they definitely were.
0: Okay, cool. Cause I know that's not, sometimes that's not the case. Sometimes our parents, you know, they want to see us be safe and do well. And so sometimes they discourage us. And I know that was, that's not the case for me, but coming from African parents who were like, look, you know, we, we came to this country for a reason, you better get it together. <laughs> I was lucky enough to have supportive family as well. So I'm glad to hear that for you, too, because I think it, it makes a difference when you have that support. Yeah, absolutely. So moving forward to where you are today, how did that kind of, how did that play out for you? How did that transition to the Lauren Jackson, who you are today?
1: Ah, uh, how did we get here?
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> In all the glory that is 2020, Lauren. Mm say again. (laughs) There are so many different iterations that I I took to get here, to get to who I am as an artist, as a woman, as a, as a Black artist and Black Mm -hmm. women. I think it's, it's hard to even start to craft where it all began and more so just like, how did it continue to form? Right. For me, I think um, a lot of what I did is absorb as much information as I could. I was, you know, a quiet kid. I was introverted before we even had really the terms around what an introvert and an empath meant mm-hmm. and what kind of keep to yourself, but also feel everything around you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was constantly creating up stories in my head and visions in my head and ideas of what I imagine my life to look like. So I think all of the daydreams brought me to a concrete version of who I am now, um, which is a, a funny way to go about life. But I think there's something really fascinating when you, when you let somebody, when they're super young at that age of six or seven kind of dream, and then create what they want their reality to look like, even if you don't, you know, as I said, always understand, and my parents were supportive, even if they were like, I don't know what she's going to do with this. Like, let's just see. Right. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll assume she figures it out along the way, but we also going to tell her about, you know, business school and math and <laughs> things mm-hmm. that we think could be helpful. So I, I'm lucky that I was able to craft, um, an idea of what I wanted my life to look like, even if I wasn't sure how I was going to get there. And that's kind of been my motto for each iteration of myself as a young person, as a teen, as an adult, just thinking of what I want my life to look like and then working backwards to see how do I get there.
0: Mm. So you kind of you have this way of thinking and I've, I've noticed it because we met through Mawin and I've always saw, I was like, there's something about her that I really like. And I think what it is, is you have such a visionary way of thinking. Like you can, you can see the pieces before it's even, it seems possible. And that's something that I've noticed in you. And just hearing your story about how like, you had this vision for yourself. You weren't sure how it was going to play out or like what you needed to do, but you just knew that like, this is something that was for me. This is the path I wanted to take. And you went all for it. And I really admire that.
1: Oh, thank you, sis. I think honestly, like so much of that has been really just constantly me evolving to understand what it was because before Mm -hmm. I even said it out loud or said, this is what you're doing here, Lauren it all just felt like I was kind of like, you know, wandering a bit. So you go to one thing, you hang out there for a little bit, it didn't feel right, you'd be like, okay, I'm gonna go to the next thing, hang out there for a little bit. Right. It feels like wandering until you realize that really you're doing some deep and heavy work inside of each of those iterations of who you are and where you are. Mm. Um, so I I keep on doing that and that's what I tell, you know, my mentees to do, that's what I tell students to do. Its to never let go of this idea that you have to be one iteration of yourself, you have to keep evolving and keep realizing that there's different different ways to level up
0: Yes, I believe that too, and you mentioned this a little bit about just your mentees, but let 's talk about your business because you are a creative entrepreneur, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you have low creates, which is your business name and your brand and i want to get into it i want to talk about how you came up with that name first of all cuz i love it wow. and then thinking about just how you got started what was that path for you and talking about just like you know how we're constantly evolving was this something you always did? You always kind of pop the entrepreneurial bug, or was it something that you kind of stepped into and you're like, "Oh, actually, I really love this. I'm going to continue doing it." How did it kind of get started for you to build your business?
1: I've had probably four or five or 50, 11 different versions of a business. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. About 15 uh, ish, maybe. I, my brain is super fascinating to me because I feel so, like <laughs> all yeah. ways that I'm trying to connect my art to to strategize and to think about it as more than just an artistic practice but as a a place of income as a place of joy as a place of active <laughs> yeah and you know really being able to like put those things together is it's been a challenge. I'm not going to say it was a super easy thing to do, but I started one of my first online businesses. I think I was going by El Michelle Art at a certain point. Um, okay. I was going by Low the Artist, and I was going by Artist Low. I've had so many different iterations of this thing that I have now. Um, mm-hmm. The way that I got here was honestly I kept trying until I found something that fit, or rather I let it fit for the time that I needed it and then I shed it when it didn't make sense anymore so Mm, yeah I had a business or each time I put a website out there I was learning something new about what I liked and didn't like about how I engaged with my business and how others engaged with it too so when it came to this idea of creating low creates it was really based around all of that learning that knowledge the things that I was picking up from People that are much wiser than me, the things that I was picking up from um, just listening to my own gut and figuring out what is it that you want this business to look like, because it's more than just an illustration business, it's more than you being a mentor, It's, it's really about a combination of things, so how do you justify those things existing on one platform so the idea of low creates came from that it's i wanted something that felt like comfortable to me my nickname as lauren is low as many lauren's are known. Mm-hmm. Low, or low low or some version of that yeah but i wanted it to feel comfortable and homey but i also wanted it to amplify and be more than just uh, Low makes art, Low is an artist or any of the other things that I've done before because they've all been a part of me creating. So whether I'm helping another mentor or helping, excuse me, another mentee create or helping myself understand how I'm making my own art, it's all a part of this creative vibe and juice that I want to see flowing throughout everything that you see on my website and my branding. So that's how I got to Low Creates.
0: Yes. And so within the business, you sell illustration prints and you also have a mentor program. Is that right? Yes, ma'am. Can you talk more about that and like how, who do you serve and what really drives your business?
1: Yeah. So, the tagline for Low Creates is creating a space of connectivity, healing, and joy. Mm-hmm. And it's really about finding your way when you feel as though there's sometimes no way <laughs> and just experience. Yes. It. <laughs> We've all been there. Currently. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, Many
0: times. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and we'll keep going back to that space in one way or shape or another. And it's just a matter of how you kind of build up from that. Um, so I wanted to create art that felt like it was connected to who I am as a black woman. I wanted to create art that other black women and women in general could look at and say like, Hey, I feel I totally relate to her. Even if I don't look like her, there's something so, um, joyful about the way she creates the human form, the way she creates everyday life. I do a lot of illustrations that are based around everyday life and just, what we're all kind of going through in one way, shape or form. Um, so the only difference being is that I'm usually using a lot more color than perhaps you would see in your regular living room space. So I don't know, my me mm-hmm. really bright living rooms and that's dope, but <laughs> is real beige. So I, I wanted to bring some color into the work that I was doing. And as I was creating the illustration portion of things and as I was learning and, and really getting into mm-hmm. Being an illustrator, I found that other people were interested in learning more about that as well. So, for the mentoring portion of things, um, I'm serving young women creatives. So, whatever, however, somebody self identifies as a woman, is that's the person who I'm trying to serve. And helping them understand and break down what it means to be a creative in this day and age and how they can use that creativity to spark whatever it is that they want to do next, how they can be smart about it, how they can be investing in it. Um, And also what it means to have burnout too, because we don't really talk about that a lot, especially as it relates to women of color and just this sense of constantly feeling like you're holding everything together. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like there's not enough space that's created or curated For people who are like, I'm tired of holding everything myself like I need somebody else to help me with this burden or at least I want to talk to somebody else. Um, So it's a space to really feel like you can recharge. So my sessions are really about what is it that you need at this moment and how can we strategize to get you to feeling like, okay, I have at least a version of a plan birth kind of bubbling up when I leave a session with Lauren. So all of those things together kind of combine this, this really dope spot that I'm trying to put together that says that um, I'm all about creating for women, by women and and with women.
0: I love that. And you know, like, I think that's so important because one of my missions as well is to support black women creatives. And I think that, you know, there's so much myth around artists being these like super competitive solo people who are not there for each other, who work, you know, all day long, don't really take care of themselves. And I really want to debunk that myth and like, especially for black women who are so capable and so brilliant and mm-hmm. so amazing but also hurt and have pain and are vulnerable yeah. and should be able to be everything. We shouldn't have to be, you know, one side or only show one part of ourselves or, you know, mm-hmm. only present ourselves the way society thinks we should be. Right. So I love that your work for me is so healing not only the colors because i think just like seeing them brings me joy but your subject matter and just like really being represent representative of black women and our experiences and just our multifacetedness so i think that's so dope i love your work so much i was like i need to get her on here because she's amazing (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> you know, i appreciate that so much i i'm a big victoria fran all the way around
0: oh thank you boo
1: love so yes i i'm super happy to just be able to chat with you at any time
0: <laughs> yes for sure so i wanted to talk about just this idea of balancing balancing it all because i'm super fascinated about artists building sustainable lives so I think that it's possible to still make your own art, still be creative and run a successful business that makes money. Mm-hmm. And I am it's part of my mission to like show that that's possible by representations of black women creatives who are doing that like yourself. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, how do you balance building a business and also maintaining your practice?
1: Yeah, I think it's a really good question. And it's something that, um, I'm pretty sure every single person, every human being of any sort is constantly asking themselves, how do I balance? How do I, yes. balance? how do I balance that? Whether you have kids, whether you're by yourself, whether you're you know, doing whatever it is, balance seems to be a thing that kind of eludes a lot of us. And I Am definitely one of those people where it's like I'm constantly asking myself, okay, what can I outsource? What are things that I need to continue to do every single day to keep the business going? What are some of the things that I don't have to do, but I've been putting a lot of time into? Do I really need to edit that font again? Like there are (laughs) right. Small things that come up when you're really in the weeds of running a business. Um, And it's not something that you even realize until you get in there and you're like, oh shoot, like all of this falls on me. Like I Mm -hmm. am the sole entrepreneur in the face uh, of this entire thing. So whenever you see, you know, Instagram is a great example of what it looks like to show all of your front of the scene moments and um, maybe not all of the crazy behind the scenes, but I think that there's transparency in being able to say, I don't always know how to balance. And I think the beauty of being able to be a person who's also like, please help. <laughs> Is that mm-hmm. when you've reached your limits, you were just talking about how it's nice to be able to see. Joy, well, joy comes with rest, you know? Yes. (laughs) I cannot be a joyful creating person if I have not slept in two days because I'm worried about this thing or that thing or the other. So I think the balance comes in understanding when I get to a point that says, okay, you're asking yourself about balance because you're overwhelmed in one area of your life. Mm -hmm. Overwhelmed there, then what are you doing here to make sure that this overwhelm doesn't follow you into tomorrow? Um, so usually that's when I have to write something out and just say, this is how we're going to chunk apart this plan. This is how we're going to get through this thing just for today, especially right now. Like we're literally just trying to take things day by day by day. Yeah. (laughs) Each day is going to hold its own mysteries. And sometimes that mystery means that I'm sitting on the couch and watching Netflix for three hours, you know, like, right. (laughs) There needs to be space to say rest is a part of my balance.
0: Yes, and I think that's so key to really take those moments to pause if you need it because, you know, we can't just keep going like machines, right? And sometimes we have bad days. Sometimes we need to just like chill the fuck out and that's okay. I don't feel like we have to be productive all the time and continually produce because when you do have those moments of rest mm-hmm. that's when your creativity can really come out because then you're in a really healthy sustained place and you're able to flow so i i totally agree with you
1: yeah it's like your brain literally is just like oh thank god she took a nap like now yes we can again. like she was stressing us out
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes oh my gosh yeah I know that for a lot of artists, it's it's just a lot of, you know, second guessing and not really sh- being sure and not really knowing if you're taking the right path, really just anyone in general, right? When you are taking a chance on yourself and doing something that may be, you know, not mainstream or just not predictable as far as a career, yeah. it could be really scary. So I'm curious to know what challenges have you faced as an entrepreneur building your business, and how have you overcome them?
1: Ooh, girl, you got another hour because.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know that's a big one. Maybe just share one, and one that will will help an emerging entrepreneur who's like maybe on that they're on the path where they're either not quite sure if they want to jump in or they're still doing kind of like a side hustle, but they know like in their heart that this is like, they need to just stop playing and do this full time.
1: Absolutely. For me, I think one of the biggest challenges I faced was my own self-help. Um, mm-hmm. I think there are already so many outside factors that makes this a challenging thing to think that you can jump into. And I say think because if you allow yourself to think about it too hard, you can easily talk yourself out of it um, or talk yourself into making it much more difficult than it needs to be. So I think one of the biggest challenges I had was getting out of my own way. I could sit here and really be my worst enemy. You know, mm-hmm. there are so many ways in which I can destroy my own dreams. I don't need nobody else to tell me how to do that. Like,
0: right. Say
1: what you want to say, you're not doing this. And when I think about it, especially when I think about young people who are starting out in this work, so much of our lives we feel are dependent upon what other people think of us and what we're seeing online. Comparison is something that constantly will steal your joy and your mm-hmm. capability. you can do what you want to do. So one of the challenges I had was letting go of that super highly critical voice and saying, like, what if it does work out? What if you do make it? What if this is something that you can do for the rest of your life? What is the true risk in just trying it? Like, let's just try. Let's just see. You're talking yourself out of it before you even try just because you saw one, two or three or four other people do this thing here and they missed the mark according to you. Like, at least they tried, you know, <laughs> there's, there's so many ways that you can constantly doubt yourself and things that, of course, will get in the way if you think about, you know, finances and, and all of the stuff that goes into um, being an entrepreneur. But there's a way to figure out almost anything. And if you can't figure it out yourself, there's somebody else who knows how to help you through that. So I think we need to be more vocal about help. And I think we need to be more vocal about the ability to say, like, I actually don't know how to do this, but I am gonna figure it out. Mm.
0: Yes, yes. And that's okay to not know it all, right? To ask for help.
1: Mm-hmm. Let's ask
0: for help more. Yes. Yeah. I always say that like one of the things that is my biggest fear is not being afraid of like what my what my greatest potential is. Like, can I even handle my greatness? Mm -hmm. That's, that's something that I think about all the time because, you know, we, we second guess ourselves and we're extra critical to ourselves. And sometimes we don't believe that what we want is possible. So I totally agree. Like if you can get over those mindset barriers, a whole lot, it makes, things a lot easier. I mean, there's all kinds of other challenges, of course, but like that's the big one, right? Exactly.
1: Exactly. And all those other challenges exist in everything you decide to do. So Mm -hmm. whether you decide to live your dream, you're still going to have challenges if you decide that you're going to stick to the nine to five that you hate. Like there's always going to be space where you're coming against tension. Why not do something that you love and enjoy, and see if you can meet that tension head on? You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, I see why you're a mentor.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, you're inspiring me. I love it. I do what I can in these streets, girl. You know. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Okay, so I love to give my guests a chance to just talk about things, exciting things that they have going on in their life, in their business, or just like shout out, you know, your work, your website, anything. How can people get in touch with you, sign up for your mentorship program, buy your prints? How can people look you up?
1: Yes, well, definitely buy some prints, child. We want to keep the lights on. We want to keep we? Yes. <laughs> and there, your prints, her prints are beautiful. Okay, y'all need to get on this
0: because I've been watching you on Instagram and I am mesmerized. I can't even take the brilliance over oh, here.
1: You are too kind. I appreciate that so much. Um, if people want to find me, it's really low creates everywhere. So low creates underscore INC is my Instagram. Locreates.com is my website. Um, That's where you can buy prints and also take a look at my mentoring opportunities. Um, And I also am constantly looking for ways to continue to grow my craft. So I have been recently dabbling into um, illustrating for children's books. I'm excited to see where that can lead me in the next year or two. Um, I, As of the past, what was this, a couple of months ago, Instagram actually reached out to me to be a part of their um, social justice or racial equity guide. So some of my work oh. appeared on their actual, on Instagram's Instagram, which is such like a weird inception thing to say, but <laughs> that's that <amazing. laughs> was a really amazing opportunity. So um, I, I'm constantly grateful and happy to know that if I keep putting my work out there, people will continue to reach out to me for those opportunities and for those things. So, yeah, lowcreates.com is, is really where you can find me. And if you want to get in contact with me, Lauren at lowcreates.com is the best way to do that as well. So please say hello.
0: Yes, I hope you all look her up and also buy her prints. And, you know, if you are looking for someone to help you along your journey as an artist, Lauren is so knowledgeable and so kind and just so easy to work with. So she would be i say your best bet so go ahead and look her up low creates and you know also if you're just looking for a space for healing and creativity and growth lauren is the girl for you so i'm so happy that you are on here and i'm like looking forward to your journey i know this is just the beginning you have so much more you know, excellence out there to just come out and do your thing. And I'm just, like, super excited to see what happens. So, you know, keep me, keep me,
1: let me know what's up. (laughs) Make me cry in the last few minutes on your podcast. I refuse. -hmm. refuse. (laughs) No,
0: I mean, it makes me really, really happy to talk to people like you. Like, you're my boo. You're my girl. So, Any way I can help, let me know.
1: Love you, B. Thank you so much. This is so
0: fun. Of course. Talk to you later. Bye. See you next week, same day, same time. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. And send me a comment if you really like this one. And remember to uplift and support another woman creative today. Always remember to embrace your creative genius.